Hello and welcome back to What the Frick podcast. If you've been following along, we are doing a mini series of my time in Europe over the summer. We are finally on our last country, which is Ireland. Ireland was an interesting time. I have mixed feelings about it because it was one of the worst places I went to and also may have been the best place I went to overall. And I'll explain why, of course. But to start off, I flew in and got into Dublin and then I was actually going to spend two days in Galway and then two days in Dublin. And Galway is on the opposite side of the country. Basically, you can take a train or a bus there. I would prefer to do a train, but the times just did not line up. So I ended up doing a bus. I actually bought the ticket ahead of time, which may have been a mistake because I had to go through customs once I got there. And that took about an hour or so. So I totally missed miss my bus um luckily the ticket wasn't that expensive so I just bought a new one and I couldn't even find the bus I was supposed to be on anyway so once I got through customs there was there's all these buses everywhere saying like going to Dublin city center going to Galway it's a very popular destination so I'm looking at my ticket trying to figure out like which bus um I'm on and it's all these different zones and I'm zone two and I cannot there's just like zones six through ten and I'm like where are the other zones and I'm like asking people and they're like I have no idea but in front of me is this bus that says Galway and I'm just like can I just buy a ticket for this bus like you're going straight to Galway can I just get on this and the lady's like yeah hold on a second So luckily, I was able to just get on this bus, bought the ticket as I walked onto the bus and just rode all the way down. It was kind of stressful, though, because I was like, I don't know where where I'm going, what to do. Like, I'm just trying to get there. And the the bus itself was almost a three-hour ride. So between the flight there and just getting to Galway, it took me a good, like, six, six and a half hours or so. And I remember sitting on the bus thinking, is this really worth it? Like, should I have just gone into Dublin and like done the full four days there? But I'm so glad I didn't because um, I had the best time in Galway. So I get into Galway and the weather was so nice. And I get to the bus station and I'm like, okay, it's a good 10 minute walk to my hotel and I'm exhausted. I'm starving. I have not eaten anything all day, but I'm like, I'll just walk, you know, and I'll, I'll see kind of what's around, see if I want anything specific food wise. And my hotel was located on like the main street in the Latin Quarter, which has all the pubs, everything. Like there's people everywhere. It's the most touristy part of the city. So again, I did my research, I guess, when I was finding a place to stay. So I get to my hotel. Finally, I check in. It's this cute little place called the Snug Townhouse. The Snug Townhouse. And the room was so small. It was perfect for me as a single traveler. But there was honestly like nowhere to even put my suitcase. Luckily, the bed was like lifted a bit so I could stick stuff under that area. 
but if you were traveling with two people like as a couple or something you'd have to like open your suitcase and then close it back up every time you wanted to go in and out of the room because there just wasn't room for anything besides the giant bed and then the bathroom that had you know bathroom stuff in it so again perfect for me but I got in there I got my clothes out I very quickly put some makeup on and got ready because I was like I need to get out here it looks so so beautiful so then I started to walk around and when I was in Maui earlier this year we met some people who were from Dublin and she gave me this whole list of places to go to in both Dublin and Galway so I looked at her list and she had a recommendation to go to oh gosh I'm already forgetting the name McConnell's or something like that and it was just past all the touristy stuff right past like the city center kind of where the bus station was actually and I walk in and it's this pub and I'm like oh okay it's just a pub and then I walk around and there's like a whole terraced beer garden full of people it was so cool and they had this giant sign for pizza called Dobro's Pizza which is I guess very very famous there and she wrote in her notes get the pizza like wait in the line it's worth it um, and they did have a separate restaurant for this place somewhere else in Galway but they also had this like pop-up in this pub which I thought was really cool so I ordered the pizza went back in the pub and got a beer and sat down and waited for my pizza there were these it's kind of like picnic table seating so I just sat at this table by myself I was so hungry, I just like wasn't even really trying to be social at that point, but I ate my food, got my stuff, and just sort of made my way along. From there, I kind of just walked around to get my bearings, you know, looking at all the different pubs. I went to this other one called the King's Head, which was also recommended to me. Pretty much all these pubs do live music between the hours of like 9 p.m. and 11 into like the late night and then like another show sometimes at like six or seven so it's kind of cool to see and just it's a very very touristy town but people everywhere but it was cool to see and I kind of just went around to these pubs looked at them and then kind of made my mark in the king's head sat there until the live music went on at nine and I was like okay I'm exhausted I want to go to bed and I was going to the Cliffs of Mohair the next morning at, I had to be at the bus station at 8 a.m. So I was like, all right, I need to get some sleep. I'm super tired. Like we gotta, we gotta get this moving. I actually booked this experience probably like three days before it. I was going back and forth on if I should go to the Cliffs of Mohair and not because I didn't want to, because it was just really hard to get to. Like, you either had to go through a tour or drive yourself. It's a very hard drive to do as well. So, I was like, I don't want to know if I can do this. And there's all these day trips from Dublin that are like an, a 10-hour trip. Because it takes like five hours to drive there one way. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. I'd rather just like experience the city. But I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in Galway. It's only an hour and a half from Galway, like... I may as well do this and I found a half day tour with get your guide that allowed me to just get on this bus they would drive you there they gave you two hours to explore and then they did just drive you back so I picked the 8 a.m tour so that I could be 
back in Galway by one o'clock and then have the rest of the day to explore. So I did that and I'm so glad I did. There was only like one other family on this bus with me. So it was pretty relaxing. I just I just listened to music and looked at the really pretty views the whole time. And then once I actually got to the cliffs, I was so happy because apparently it's a thing that it rains a lot in Ireland. I was unaware of this, but it rains a lot. And I was like, I really hope it's not raining when I get there. Otherwise, it's hard to see the cliffs. And, you know, you're near the sea, so it's just going to be kind of miserable and cold and wet. And luckily, we got there. We were the second tour bus to get there because it was so early in the morning. And it was really nice because there was just not a lot of people around. And I really got to, like, experience it and take it in. And the weather was good. It wasn't, like, sunny or anything, but it wasn't raining. That's all I cared about. So I walked around and I just, I took a lot of selfies. I had my GoPro, my phone, my disposable film camera, and I took out my Sony for this as well to take actual like scenic pictures of the landscape. I met this guy from Vienna who was like a tour guide and he was like, do you want a picture? And I was like, yeah, thank you. And so he took a photo of me and then he was like, could I get a photo with you? And at first I was like, what? That's so weird. (laughs) But I was like, okay. So I took a photo with this Austrian guy. And I think I'm just so used to guys being weird and creepy and aggressive. But I've had, I had so many experiences abroad where guys were just being so naturally and genuinely friendly that it threw me off. I don't know exactly why he wanted a photo with me, but he was just like telling me like, oh, here's the best things to do. Like I'm a tour guide and just being very friendly. So that was a a nice experience. But the cliffs itself were a 10 out of 10 experience. I actually vlogged it. I'm putting it on my my travel YouTube channel that I'll link if you guys want to see that. But it was really nice and right as our two hours were up, it started pouring. And by the time it was to leave the cliffs, there were like 20 other tour buses there and just got a lot more crowded. So I'm glad I got to experience it when it was a little bit more, you know, not people there and the weather was good. It's definitely a must do if you're only in Dublin and you want to do the full day experience of driving. I don't know. I see it's weird. I do, I do think it's worth seeing, but to sit in the car for that long to get there and it might be pouring rain. Like I only did it because it only took an hour and a half to get there and it only took like four hours out of my day. Decisions, decisions. Okay, so when I got back from Cliffs of Mohair, it was pouring and I was like, I cannot walk from this bus station back to my hotel. It's a quick walk, but in the rain, I'm going to get absolutely soaked. I did not have my umbrella. Like my hair was done, my makeup was done. I'm like, I just, I can't. So there's a hotel right next to where they dropped us off and I walk in and I'm like, this is a super weird request and I'm not staying at this hotel, but do you have an umbrella I could borrow? I'm staying like 10 minutes down the street walk if I give you my driver's license and like I'm just gonna go grab my umbrella I'll walk back and bring back this umbrella I just really can't handle like getting wet right now 
and she was so nice she's like yeah of course and then you know just brought her back the umbrella but I was just not really prepared for the rain and I had this like little mini umbrella that really did not do the trick because with the wind and everything I just kept like doing that thing where it like inverts on itself so I ended up getting pretty wet but keep in mind Ireland is a wet country and it rains a lot because I did not know that <laughs> so I get back from the cliffs and I'm starving again haven't eaten anything all day because didn't want to you know be eating and then get on the bus and be like dealing with all of that so I get back and then I actually find the Dough Bros Pizza actual restaurant and I go there I have more pizza I'm not someone that's super keen on like the local food I would much rather just eat something that I know is gonna one sit well with my stomach and two is tasty and I really liked this place so I just went back to it and then I was pretty tired, so I just went back to the hotel and did about an hour and a half where I literally just like lay in bed on my phone and like decompress. And then after that, I just, I got ready and I went back out. I had, you know, all those recommendations for places to go. So I tried some more of like the local pubs and went to this pub that was supposed to be really good. I walk in and there's no one there, but I'm like, whatever. So I sit down at the bar and I'm you know, talking to the local bartender who was really nice and just like, you know, telling me things. And then these two younger Irish guys walk in who were so nice. And I eventually just like struck up a conversation with them, asking them questions about Ireland and, you know, the culture there. I love talking to people about, you know, the differences between their country and mine and just hearing their perspectives and their stereotypes. So I'm, you know, with these guys for like an hour talking to them and they're like, okay, well, we're going to head out. We're on a pub crawl. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like who with, like, is it organized? And they're like, oh no, it's just the two of us. Like we're just going around to all the pubs and getting a beer and then, you know, going to another one. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's fun. And they're like, yeah, you're welcome to come with us if you want. And I'm like, okay. Like, I had no plans. My plans were honestly to, like, meet people who would hopefully, like, hang out with me because I was by myself. So I hang out with these guys from, like, 5 p.m. until midnight, basically. And they were super nice. One was 19. One was 20. I forget like how much younger the drinking age is over there. Um, but just the nicest guys. Um, we went to like all these different pubs and just continued talking about, you know, questions they had for me, questions I had for them. I learned some pretty interesting things from them. I, actually, I, I wrote a bunch of notes because I was like, I'm going to forget this for sure. For one, they had so much Irish slang. They would talk and use these words I had never heard of. And they would explain each word to me. But I was like, this is so interesting. Like, you guys have, like, your own language. And I'd be like, do you know this word that's more, like, American slang? They'd be like, oh, yeah, we know all that. And I'm like, what? Like, how do you guys know this? And another thing is that they... I learned that there's different accents in Ireland. There's, like, a Northern Irish there's like a Galway accent, a Dublin accent, 
and the one guy that was telling me all the slang i could like barely understand him his accent was so strong i kept having to say like can you repeat yourself like i don't know what you're saying and it was just so interesting they made up this um line i thought was really funny um (laughs) which was they had like all these different slang words for i guess when they're talking about girls like they don't call people hot or like attractive they either say that oh like they're really fit which is like something you hear on like love island and stuff like that but they made up this this phrase that that was really funny and they said that a kind of like a code word for a girl's like butt if you were saying like oh she's a really nice butt would be calling it an onion and I was like what how does that make any sense whatsoever and they were like well the idea is you have an onion is like an arse I'm probably saying that word wrong you know they say arse instead um an onion is like an arse so like an onion wait so an arse like an onion could make a grown man cry. Get it? Because like onions make people cry when you cut them. So he's like an arse like an onion could make a grown man cry. Which I thought was pretty funny. And keep in mind these guys were just like super friendly. And they were not being weird or creepy at all. Literally just like telling me things people say. So I thought that was pretty funny. And I just continued, like, hanging out with them. At one point, I was like, I have to eat dinner, guys. Like, I can't just keep drinking with you. Like, I'm going to, it's not going to be good. And they're like, oh, this is just like a warm-up for us. Like, we usually go out super, super late. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I need to eat something. (laughs) And there was this little restaurant shop that literally just served French fries or chips, as they called it and it was adorable like you would just pick a size of french fry you wanted and then you could pick the toppings that went on it and they just like made it right there so i had just like a cup full of fries for dinner but it was perfect i just like needed something before i lost it (laughs) um and then i was like okay they wanted to go to this bar called coyote ugly which I'm like, yeah, I've been to Coyote Ugly in Nashville. Like, it's actually really fun. And they're like, oh, well, here it's kind of a joke. It's like the only Americanized bar. And they're like, let's just like show it to you. And I'm like, no, like I've been to the real one. Like, it's not going to compare. But after that, I was like, okay, I got to go home. Like, I have to get up because my train to Dublin was at like 730 in the morning. I don't know why I made everything so early. I think because I was like, I got to see as much as I can with like my limited time. But they're like, okay. And then they just like dropped me off at my hotel, which was like literally right next to the pub. And they're like, it was so good meeting you. Like, have a fun trip. And then that was that. Actually ended up changing my train to 930 because I was like, there's no way I can get up. I'm so exhausted. Like, it's just, it's not worth getting up early to see a site if you're exhausted because like all you want to do is lay down in bed and sleep so I was able to change my train thankfully so we get to Dublin and I get to the train station there where the train lets off and I have to get to my hotel and it's raining of course and I was like do I just take an uber 
but I'm like the public transit here is actually pretty easy so I hopped on the little metro tram thing right outside the station and got to where I needed to go it was still a good like 10 minute walk to get to my hotel and at this point I'm like whatever like I'm disgusting looking I just need to get to my hotel and when I say it was pouring like it was really really raining like intensely raining I was like this is miserable so I get to my hotel and the room's not ready so they're like it should be ready in like an hour and I'm like okay so I leave them my bags and I found this little cafe called lemon jelly cafe that was another 10 minute walk so I get to this cafe and luckily it was like you know 12 so there was no wait and it was super cute just like American breakfast food which was what I needed I ordered myself my breakfast and then this girl sat down next to me who was also by herself and I was just like okay I'll talk to her so I'm like hey are you from here like do you have any recommendations and she's like oh I'm actually American but I'm just like doing an internship here and I was like oh okay and so I talked to her like the whole time which was nice and she just kind of like told me like fun things to do and I was like does it get better here like I was borderline depressed by how rainy it was and I was like I low-key want to change my flight and go home a day sooner and she's like yeah I get that it does rain a lot but it usually clears up by like the nighttime. today is really bad and I was like yeah so I was after eating and talking to her I walked back to my hotel which was thankfully finally ready and I was like okay like I'm here I have like only a day and a half like I'll make the most of it so I take a shower because like I said my hair is fully just disastrous from the rain and I was freezing I only had one jacket and it was denim and that was pretty soaked and as you we all know like denim does not dry very well so I was just really cold so I was like let me just take, get a take a hot shower so I take a shower I get ready and I'm like okay let's let's seize the day obviously temple bar is a very popular pub in dublin and i was staying about a 12 minute walk from it so i started walking towards there and luckily the rain had subsided a bit it was still like kind of sprinkling but much more doable i put on like the warmest clothes i had which was just jeans my sneakers I had like a tank top on and then like a silk long sleeve and then my denim jacket again which was still pretty wet um I did my best to do my hair but I just sort of put it in like a clip because I'm like it's just gonna gonna get messy so I find temple bar which was pretty cool very very touristy and expensively priced drinks but I mean I kind of expected that so I walk in and I'm pretty overwhelmed and this pub is constantly playing live music. They have like different people coming through every two to three hours. So it's really loud. They're playing a lot of either Irish songs or just like popular American songs and people are singing and it's really fun. But I'm very overwhelmed because I'm by myself. There's nowhere to sit and I just like make my way toward the bar area and there's one bar stool open so I sit down next to this group of guys 
order myself a beer just to be like, okay, I'm here. Like, it's going to be fine. Kind of hoping I would meet people like I did in Galway. And luckily the guy next to me is like, hey, like, are you by yourself? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I am. And he just starts talking to me and they're a little bit older, probably like mid, late 30s. And they start asking me like what I do for work and they were pretty interested in that. And then they were like, hey, if you're like down and you're by yourself, like we're going to go grab dinner if you want to come. And again, it was like not a creepy thing. They were actually Australian and they had gotten to Dublin that day from Australia. So they had been awake for like 30 hours already. And I'm like, okay, like, this is going well. I'm meeting more people that want to hang out with me. So we just, like, walked around, and they really wanted fish and chips. So we sit down. They get their food. I was not really a fan of the local food, like I said. So I just ordered some some chips and was talking to these guys. And they're like, do you know, like, where we should go? Like, we're only here for one night. I'm like, only here for one night? Like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, we're driving around Ireland and like doing this like golf trip. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I take them to a couple other pubs that was on my recommendations list. And then we end up just going back to Temple Bar because they were staying in that area. And it was a lot more fun when I had sort of talked to these guys for like two hours and actually knew them better. And there was one guy who was closer to my age. He was 31, uh, the youngest. So I talked to him a lot and they just kept buying me drinks. I was like, I can pay. And they're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I realized later, like I kept drinking vodka soda because I just, I could not handle any more beer at this point. Um, when I went back there the next day, it was like a $15 for a vodka soda. They just kept like handing them to me like it was nothing. So very grateful for that. But it starts getting like later and one by one, there were like six of them or five of them. Uh, Each guy kept getting really tired because they had been awake for so long. So as the hours went on, we would like lose a guy to like go sleep. And the one guy who I kept talking to, I was like, you guys are probably really tired. And he's like, I actually feel fine. And I'm like, okay, well... I need to walk back to my hotel before it's dark because I just, I don't really like walking by myself in the dark and it doesn't get dark there until like 10 o'clock, 1030 at night anyway. So I'm like, I'm going to go. And he's like, oh, I'll walk you back. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like you're staying right here. And he's like, no, like I feel bad. And I'm like, okay, like you're welcome to walk me back. But just so you know, like you're, you're just walking me back, like making it very clear like if he had other intentions and he was like nope I I know what you're saying like I totally get it just want to make sure like you get back safely again just showing that men are not as creepy as they are in America I guess because this guy literally just walked me my 10 minutes back to my hotel and was like it was great meeting you like we exchanged Instagram to just like keep up and then you know they, they do that thing or they like do like the little kiss on the cheeks as like a form of hello and goodbye He's like, have a great trip. And I was like, yeah, you too. And it was just such a like genuine and like fun experience with these guys. 
And I was like, wow, that was really fun. And I'm really glad I met them. And then the next day I was like, okay, it's my last day here. I really want to actually do some sightseeing because all I've done is go to this pub. Um, it was still raining a lot, but I was like, I gotta, I would, like, I can't just stay in the hotel all day. Like I actually, I gotta go see the world, you know, like I came all the way here. I can't let a little bit of rain stop me. So I went to, I went back to that cafe because I was, again, I just like going places where I know I like the food and it was decently priced there. So I went back there, ate breakfast, and I bought a ticket to the Dublin Castle to just kind of see that, which was cool. And again, it was raining, so I'm like, it's an inside experience. I can like kill an hour. Um, Not the coolest castle I've ever been a part of, but I've been to Europe a few times. But it was still pretty cool to see and experience. And then I walked around to what's supposed to be the oldest pub in Ireland called the Brazen Head. And it was pretty cool. Again, pretty touristy. But I was like, I just want to see it. You know, it's supposed to be famous. So I make my way there. Again, it's it's absolutely pouring rain. And every time I would fix my umbrella from its inverted position about 30 seconds later it would fold in on itself again so I kind of just gave up but I learned that sitting at the bar was like the best place because I ended up meeting these two Americans who were a couple from Buffalo New York who happened to be really big Buffalo Bill fans and I know a lot about football so I talked to them for a while just to sort of like dry off and you know sit down for a minute So they were really, really nice. And then I made my way to the famous Trinity College, which is like a very touristy thing to do there. I thought it was quite funny because I don't really know why it's so famous. It's a pretty campus and everything. But being in America, like there's college campuses everywhere and this campus reminded me a lot of the University of Washington which is another very beautiful campus and it was funny because there were all these tours going on of like people touring the campus like not like for students like as like a tourist attraction I overheard one of the guides being like so here's our auditorium where we host a lot of graduations and I'm like really that's crazy like obviously that's what you do there it's like people have never been to a college before I feel like maybe if you're from Europe and you're just not used to it it could be really cool but I'm like I can see this anywhere very pretty campus but um the thing that's the coolest which is like their their library it's like a very famous and picturesque library all the books were being like I don't even know constructed or restored or something so I didn't even get to see that, but that's okay. We're still making the most out of it. Anyway, I was really trying to challenge myself by like ticking off as much as I could to say like, oh, I saw Dublin, even though it was really hard because it was raining. Um, I was near Grafton Street, which is just like a popular shopping street. So I like made my way down there, saw that, saw these like cute umbrellas that were hanging off of Ann Street. I walked through one of the parks a little bit just to experience what that was like. And I was like, okay, I think I've done enough. <laughs> like I am going to just, you know, go eat dinner and then I'll head back to Temple Bar. 
if I don't like meet any people, I might honestly just go back to the hotel, you know, pack up, rest up, and then get ready for my flight the next day. So I went to this burger place called Bunsen, which it was really cute. Their menu was just a little like um, business card that said like hamburger, cheeseburger, Coke, shake, fries. Like that was the whole menu. <laughs> so I went there, had my meal at like 3.30 because I was hungry and just again kind of like in a weird depression of I can't believe it's raining this much and I'm just like trying to fill the day as best as I can so after that um that place was right outside of temple bar so I just kind of like hung out by temple a while I tried to take some pictures because I was really like not good on my photo game in Dublin just because again it was raining I didn't look as good and I just I didn't feel as happy to take photos but these girls um, around my age stopped me and they were like, can you take a picture of us? And I was like, yeah, of course. So I took pictures of them. There were like three of them. And then I was like, would you mind taking one of me? Because I was like, okay, I need to get pictures in front of this bar. Like I got to do it. And these girls were really nice. So after we took the pictures, I went into the bar area and kind of like was behind these girls and they're ordering drinks and I'm just sort of standing near them. And they're like, are you by yourself? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, like, if you need someone to hang out with, like, come find us. We're going to, like, go find a table. And I was like, okay, like, that's so nice. Um, I'll, I'll let you know. I had to, like, check into my flight in, like, five minutes. So I was just trying to, like, stay in a place where I could, like, easily look at my phone. And I got a little stressed out because I was trying to check into my flight and it kept telling me like error error cannot check in cannot check in and I was like what like I need to be able to get home but after 20 minutes of trying to like figure out what the issue was I just sort of gave up and I was like whatever I'll figure this out like tonight so I got my drink and then I walked around found those girls who found a table and they were so welcoming they're like oh my gosh you came and they were British by the way from England so they were also a little hard to understand at some point I learned that I'm not good with understanding real accents um they either just like talk too quickly or like they'll use a slang term I don't understand so I almost felt like I was deciphering another language they would like say a sentence and I'd have to like process it in my head and like translate it and then I'd have to like respond to them but I hung out with them at this bar which was really fun and then they were like, what, what are your, what's your plan? And I was like, oh, I don't really have any plans. Like, I'm just sort of going with the flow. And they're like, we're going to go to another pub. Like, you're welcome to come if you want. And I was like, I mean, if you guys don't mind, like, I'd love to come. And so I, again, just met more people who, like, invited me into their group. So friendly, so welcoming. And we went to this other pub that was more of, like, a dancing pub which was fun because they were just like playing a lot of fun music and I was just dancing with these girls who again they, they were all around my age and just super fun welcoming took some polaroids with them and ended up getting into a pretty intense conversation about America <laughs> and 
I thought I was curious about like other cultures, but they had so many questions for me about just like what it's like in America and like, do I like it there? And the biggest thing I took away from the conversation with them was obviously America has a big stereotype when it comes to our gun laws. Because that's just like not a thing in Europe. Like shootings don't happen. And if it does, it's like a very, very big deal. So the one girl was like, do you feel safe in America? And I was like, yes, but also no. And this is very true. Every time I go to a big event, like a concert or a sporting event, like one of the first things I do is I'm like, okay, where's the nearest exit? Or like, where would be a good place to hide? And I don't think everyone thinks like this, but I do because I think it's a smart thing to think about because anything could really happen here. And she was just like, I can't believe that. And she's like, I want to go to America so bad, but like, I, I'm just scared. Like I could be shot. And I was like, I mean, I can't guarantee that you won't, but the probability of you like being in a shooting is pretty low. Like I've never personally been in one I don't know anyone that's been in one they happen every day but like don't let that scare you like it's a very safe country and specific cities are you know a little bit more sketchy than others but I was just like telling her like you shouldn't be afraid like I might just sound very desensitized to it because they were kind of like I can't believe you think this is just like not a big deal I'm like well like what are we supposed to do Like, we have to live our lives, you know, and it's like, it's pretty unlikely it's going to happen. I can't say it's impossible because it's not impossible, but that's just no way to live, you know? So I talked about a lot of that stuff with them and they were telling me at the end of the night when we like were saying our goodbyes, um, that they were just really happy to like meet someone from America who like was just like them, like had a lot of the same morals and ethics and thought the same way. And I think they thought that a lot of Americans just thought very differently when it came to like stuff like this. And I was like, I mean, you could have easily ran into some like more Republican type viewed person. But I mean, a lot of my friends feel exactly like I do. Like we know that there are issues with our country, but you know, it is what it is. We just sort of have to live with it until things change. So it was very refreshing to meet them and it was cool because they they flew in just for that day. Like they got there that morning to just like spend a night in Dublin and then they they left the next day. Got all of their, you know, Instagrams as well. And they're just like the nicest people. So I felt like really happy with just that entire interaction. And then I went back home, got ready for bed. And then the next day my flight was until four So I got up and went to this really cool donut place that had like specialty donuts. I got a red velvet donut and then a Kinder Bueno donut and then just like went back to the hotel and then took the little Dublin bus to the airport so that I would, you know, not risk missing anything. The airport was a little bit stressful because like I said, I could not check into my flight for some reason. So I was told when I called them to just like go to the gate and they'll like fix it there. But I was flying Aer Lingus, which is like the Dublin or Ireland airline. And 
it was just very chaotic it reminded me a lot of like spirit airlines and i had to wait in this super long line where like people were checking their bags and people were like unable to get their tickets so the line took almost two hours to get through and there's people freaking out they're like i'm gonna miss my flight and i'm like i hope i don't miss my flight like i should have gotten here earlier they're like no you'll be fine i finally get to the front and i'm like hi like i'm just having trouble checking in and getting my ticket it says it's not like allowing me for some reason and the guy's like okay so i I give him my passport and he's like oh okay so you're actually on standby right now because you didn't check in and i'm like well it wouldn't let me check in because it kept telling me that like my status was like not an american citizen which i obviously am and he's like yeah well we we overbook every flight so it's just sort of like a first come basis on like check-in and i'm like but it wouldn't let me even though i'm clearly a citizen and he's like okay well i'll try and go talk to someone and see and i'm like i have an assigned seat like i called and i got an assigned seat like when i bought the ticket so i should have a seat i should have a ticket And he was like, okay. And I'm trying to like be so nice and not like a Karen and freak out. But I'm like, I need to get out of this country. Like I need to go home. So thankfully he comes back and he's like, yeah, we got you a ticket. And I was like, thank you so much. And (laughs) was like on the brink of a mental breakdown in the Dublin airport. But thankfully it all worked out. That airport is low key crazy um the only good thing about it is that you do go through american customs like on your way out so we would go through tsa and then you would go through tsa again for like america and then they would like stamp your passport ask you all these questions so when you actually get to wherever you're going in the states you just walk off the plane you don't have to like go through any of the border patrol So that was the nice thing, but because of all of the hecticness that came from the check-in process and people trying to check their bags and then going through customs, people were sprinting to their gate, like screaming, move, move. Like people were borderline missing their flight left and right. And thankfully I had like 30 minutes to kill and then my flight actually got delayed by like an hour. So I was fine. But it was like a very chaotic and stressful airport and I was feeling really bad for a lot of people that just like didn't have it together or assumed like three hours would be good enough but really needed like six. So yeah. (laughs) Something crazy that happened I wanted to discuss is I had my first um, glitch in the matrix moment and i've seen these online i've seen it on reddit you know people believe that we're living in a simulation and i've never really thought much of it until this experience but in my hotel in dublin in the bathroom there was a toilet paper holder you know that holds the toilet paper and it sat right in front of the toilet not on the side so when i had first checked into the hotel you know i had to pee So I peed and then obviously used the toilet paper right in front of me. I'm like, okay, cool. Just a normal day. And then later that night, like when I got home, I noticed that it wasn't there. The toilet paper holder, I mean. And I was like, huh, 
that's weird. <laughs> and there was an extra toilet paper roll like on the sink for like ready to go. And I was like, I specifically remember like not using that and like using the normal roll in the holder. But I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, okay, weird. Like I wasn't super tired. I wasn't drunk. I was just like, huh, whatever, right? So I go about my day and a half, two days in Dublin and I never saw the toilet paper holder again. I was just using the one that they put on the sink. Again, just like didn't think much of it. So on the day that I was checking out and heading down to grab the bus, you know, I got my bags. I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom one last time before getting on this bus. So I sit down to pee and lo and behold, the toilet paper holder is right in front of me with the toilet paper. And I remember just sitting down and being like, what? Like this was not here the past day and a half. But I remember it being there when I checked in. And so like I literally had a moment where I was like, what is going on? And it wasn't it wasn't like this random like little janky thing either. Like it was like built into the wall. It's not something that could just be like taken out and like you wouldn't notice. Like it was very clearly in the wall and so I remember just like getting up being super freaked out grabbed my bag and I was like I'm out of here like left and I just I felt so weird because I was like I know that this wasn't here and I specifically remember when I first noticed it was missing like getting up and like these bathrooms are pretty small in Europe and I like did a full spin like looking around being like where did this toilet paper and toilet paper holder go I like checked under all the towels and I was like I don't see it like I don't know what happened and again just like didn't think twice about it but then after seeing it on the day I checked out I was just like super freaked out that just like it randomly popped back in and as I was telling people the story they're like oh well maybe housekeeping came in and I'm like, well, one, I had my do not disturb sign up the whole time. I don't like people in my room and like nothing else was touched in the room. And they're like, well, someone could have just gone in and fixed it. I'm like, there's nothing to fix. Like, it's just in the wall. Like, I'm telling you, it disappeared and then it came back and there is a glitch in the simulation. <laughs> there's something happening right now. And I was just really freaked out and no one really believes me but again like I wasn't jet lagged I wasn't drunk when you know I noticed either of the instances of it disappearing or coming back so I was just really freaked out by the whole thing and I kept thinking to myself like why did I not get my phone and like film when I noticed it was disappearing because if I had a video of like the rest of, of the bathroom, like without it in there, I could have looked back at that and been like, did I just miss it? But in my head, I'm like, no, my simulation, like whoever's controlling me for whatever reason, like did not allow my brain to like think, oh, let me grab my phone and film this. Because I know I would have proof of it not being there. So because like I film everything. Anyone who knows me knows I'm constantly photographing and filming things. So like I would have taken my phone out and filmed this. But for some reason, the person controlling me was like, nope, she's not filming this because she's going to she's going to obviously realize she's living in a simulation and freak out. 
Uh, but jokes on you, cause I freaked out anyway. <laughs> Very random little story. How to throw it in there, but I do fully believe now that we are living in some sort of matrix, some sort of simulation. Um, for those that don't believe me, that's fine. You don't have to, but it did in fact happen. Getting back on the Ireland train, like I said in the beginning of this episode, it was one of the worst and best places I went to. And I want to say it was the worst because the weather really did a number on me in terms of just it like made me feel actually depressed. And at one point I wanted to literally change my flight and leave my trip earlier. And which is very hard to like be touristy and walk around a city when it's pelting rain down on you. So in that regard, I did not have a good time because I just like couldn't really fully experience all I wanted to because of the weather. I tried to not let it stop me, but it, it definitely still got, got in my way. And then again, it was like the best place I went to because it was the only country I visited completely by myself solo. And I met the most incredible people. Like it's a lot harder to meet people when you are in your own group because it's just less likely I think you'll talk to other people but when you're by yourself you're really forced to like either introduce yourself to someone or people are more likely to talk to you because they're like oh like why are you by yourself like what what brought you here so the fact that I met you know two Irish locals in Galway who just like took me in and showed me around met those fun Australian guys and then met these very friendly British girls who just like danced with me and talked with me for hours like I just felt like I met the most genuine people who I'll probably never see again but you know I'm I'm connected with them on social media it's just a really cool experience and even though I wasn't like seeing like these crazy tourist attractions like I had such a good time just talking with people that I would never have a chance to talk to in my normal daily life and just getting to know their lives and how they view the world and they view the culture and everything and I really really enjoyed that and for that reason Ireland was one of the best places I went to and I felt like I really learned a lot about myself just being able to talk to these people and I grew up a very very shy and quiet kid It's like the fact that I went to this country completely by myself, made friends with people every single night I was there is like a huge success for me. And I could have very easily just like not gone out or like not talked to people, but like I made it a goal to like try to make friends with people every single night I was there. And so I'm very, 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 very happy about that. I cannot believe this series is coming to an end. Um, thank you all so much for listening. This trip was absolutely incredible. I'm already like planning my next one. Uh, my passport does expire, uh, a year from now. So I just sent it in like two days after I got back for renewal because it does take like months sometimes to get your passport back. So once I get that baddie back, I'm going to start planning another trip of some kind because I have so many Amex points I need to use but overall again an amazing experience having you know one of my best friends come with me 
having my mom come with me and then me getting to actually experience like a solo trip in like one of the safest most friendliest countries was definitely um just an amazing overall time and I'm so glad I did it for anyone that's thinking about traveling by themselves I think you should definitely do it I think I was a little over my head trying to do a full 20 days by myself and I'm very lucky that I had people who came with me last minute I think doing just Ireland was perfect for me because again I was a little bit sad during the day by myself but I think if you're doing maybe like one or two countries alone that's great if you're like a seasoned pro at being by yourself you may handle it better I've learned that I I enjoy other people's company and experiencing things with other people so something I learned about myself I probably will do another solo trip though at some point just because I did have such a good time meeting people um, I think the country you're in probably plays a big role in that, like being in a country where people are very friendly and it's like pubs are everywhere and everyone just talks to each other. It definitely helped if you were somewhere a little bit more remote. Um, it might be a little bit harder, but just something to keep in mind. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this series. It was a blast reliving it. Again, if you want to see photos from my trip, they are all on my personal Instagram at Shayna Goldberg. I also have a TikTok and other Instagram account where I've been posting videos and photos. That Instagram is at Shay's Travel and same for TikTok. And then I also have, I have a lot going on, guys. I have a YouTube channel where... I kind of put little vlogs up every now and then, and that is called The Versatile Videographer. Too many brands, I know, but I will link everything below if you guys want to look at any of that. And again, thank you so much for listening, and get out there and travel the world while you're young, while you can. It's the most amazing, genuine, humbling experience, and I'm so glad I did it. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll see you guys next week.